Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast. I am super, super duper duper Uber, uber excited today. I have the amazing Lois Kofi with me today. Uh, she's a sales expert for 22 years, a podcaster, Ironman triathlete in health and wellness industry for 20 years, uh, network marketing uh, industry for nine years, and has succeeded at a very high level. She was an offline sales guru and pivoted quickly this year uh, into affiliate marketing and went from $0 a month in affiliate income to over $10,000 a month and also a four-figure coaching business as well monthly. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm honored to be here. This is exciting. Thank you, Jess, for having me. Oh, I'm glad to have you. And um, so if you could, uh, before we get too far in, I see the website on the on the screen here, but for those that are listening, um, what's a good way to get a hold of you? <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for letting me do that. I've been playing with these Zoom backgrounds and it only took me seven months to get one that looks really good. But um, I do have my own podcast, healthyandwiseandwise.com. That really is a great snapshot of who I am and what I stand for and my core values. Having been in sales for over 20 years, I had my own personal journey um, where I lost everything, was homeless and lost my health um, as a result also simultaneously. And I, I gained a lot of wisdom from that. And I studied a ton in the last 13 years on how to create work-life balance, how to be really true and authentic in your sales process and not, not be on the hamster wheel, not overcommit, um, which then causes us as salespeople to under deliver. You know, I used to get sick a lot back in the day because I was go, 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 go. And now I'm like all about stopping and, and, you know, smelling the coffee, um, but, but also just enjoying life. So that is my podcast. It, it, it forwards to my, my own homepage, which is loiscoffee.com. That's fantastic. And I know before uh, the episode here, we talked a little bit about the uh, kind of the concept of the four hour work week and, and eliminating some of the day to day stuff. If you could talk about that a little bit. Yes. So um, part of my journey, I, I started out in real estate sales and I share this because I think it's a bit of a paradigm shift. I, I, as a real estate agent, made six figures. I actually eventually got to multiple six figures at the age of 25 and I wasn't working nights and weekends, mm. right? I had, I had my real estate working hours, right? I had my boundaries. I believe it or not, I, I had two cell phones. One was my personal, one was my business. And I got to a point where I had a full-time assistant who only had the business line to make sure we provided good customer service. And I wasn't the, you know, cook and bottle washer and having to do everything and be all for my clients that that wasn't healthy. That was my mindset. And, you know, I was an Ironman triathlete. I was also a running coach. So I had my, my hobbies and my personal time and I thrived in that mentality. And then when I got sick and I, I lost everything, even, even then I said, you know what, I am going to learn all I can from this, but I'm, I'm not going to go and work 24 seven just to make a buck, yeah. right. That, that, that doesn't inspire me. And even realizing and working with salespeople now, I, I coach a lot of salespeople and, and the biggest struggle they have is time and energy management and how to figure out what is the 
best use of your time with, and we talked about this also before, with the greatest ROI. And, and ROI isn't necessarily just money, right? It's, it's mental, physical, spiritual success and growth. And that's, that's what I work with my clients on. And I studied a book. Um, I don't know if you've read the book, the 12 week year. I don't think but so. I read that book, you know, after a few years of being a mom, I'm not going to lie. I was a little, <laughs> a little crazy. I was like, Oh my gosh, how do I, how do I juggle being a mom and a business and a marriage? And, you know, you and I are both in BNI. I mean, there was all these things, right? So I read that book and it helped me with compartmentalizing my time again, kind of what I was doing before motherhood and helped me come back to, to center. You know, when you're off, you're off and you're fully engaged. And when you're on, you're on. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still human. I still get what I call a shiny object syndrome, you know, suffering from, Oh, squirrel. Oh, squirrel. Oh, 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 that looks good. Maybe I should do that too. And I've hired coaches myself to kind of rein me in and protect me from myself to overcommitting, saying yes too much, overdoing things. So, you know, the four hour work week, you know, if you read that book by Tim Ferriss, it doesn't seem realistic. So for me, I'm really more focused on using the 12 week year principles to build a four hour work day and only working five days a week not working the nights and weekends, kind of coming full circle to my belief system when I was thriving, you know, in my twenties before the, the market crashed and now making money while I sleep, being able to, to set my family up so we can travel the world. And again, it comes back to how do you choose to spend your time? Mm -hmm. And that 12 week year is a certification that I did get last year and I live it. And you get more done in 12 weeks than the average person does in 12 months. We're, we're heading into fourth quarter, almost over heading into a new year. So I'm already planning 2021 sales and, and marketing clinic workshop for people because a lot of people, they set new year's resolutions, which is like an annualized thought process. Right. No. And with that, you can waste a lot of time mm -hmm. and you can even lose sight that's why New Year's resolutions don't work. I was in the fitness industry. They're all pretty much done by February 1st, right? Everybody's back into their, their old habits because it does take 66 days scientifically to really change and foster new habits. That's why the 12-week the year, the P90X, right? I used to be a P90X certified trainer. So it's all of this science really showed me in all of my careers that you can do more with less if you just stay engaged and that's again kind of the components of healthy and wealthy and wise that I teach people. Wow that's powerful. Um, so I want to skip back to something you said about you know scheduling your time. Do you have a couple tips on uh, how people can do that so that they're not you know um, you know wasting all that time that you talked about? Yeah, for sure. And actually, you, you reminded me of something that I've been wanting to do. I, I um, this is a don't know if you can see it. Actually, you probably can't because of my background. Yeah. But, but I have a clipboard right here. And I, I Jim Rohn is one of my favorite, favorite mentors in my 20s. Obviously, he's passed. If people don't know Jim Rohn, you can look him up. But he's like the forefather of personal development. And was around for a really long time and succeeded at a high level. And he always said, when do you begin your week? When it's finished on paper. So the biggest 
focus that I've ever seen in helping me grow and, and do, do more with less is having everything written down before I even start the day. I have to take time to write down my day. I don't want to just rely on my Google calendar. Mm. I don't want to rely on my phone to tell me because that can be a distraction in a, in your hand. Like you get all these notifications, text messages, all of the shiny objects are on those, those apps. Right. And so just being quiet, writing down your commitments for the day and also your, your personal and professional and your big rocks. Like what are you committed to that day Mm. and free from distractions that helps you say no more like if someone calls you up and say hey Jess do you want to go to happy hour or whatever do you want to hop on this extra zoom that you didn't already have scheduled right how many times does that happen you can say no with certainty and conviction and just showing yourself respect and that other person because a lot of times I know from experience and what I've seen people do they don't write everything down they're going to forget something number one and number two they're going to get easily distracted. So that's my number one. And really, if I had to only give one, that's the biggest tip. And built into that is I have my phone on do not disturb all day. Oh, wow. I don't want to be distracted by that text message. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be distracted by that phone call that I wasn't expecting. Uh, I don't want to be getting bing, 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 bing notifications. I mean, I have hundreds of customers thousands of connections in my network. So I, I'd be in a mental institution if I had, I'm, and I don't, I'm not making light of that because truth be told, I was born in a mental institution hospital. My mom was mentally unwell. So I take, take mental health so seriously. And I, when I don't, when I have those notifications turned on, I, it created anxiety for me. Um, it was, I started getting sick and I know for me, I'm very sensitive to that. And, and it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I have to respond now. No, you don't. There's no such thing as a networking emergency or I guess, depending on your industry. Okay. I do have insurance agent clients and I'm, I'm helping them set healthy boundaries because legitimately there could be a fire, right? Uh, like a, a house fire mm-hmm. that impacted someone's life. But how can you really enjoy life if you're constantly responding to every fire every notification every interruption to your day you can't get anything done and that's what i believe is the core what do you want to call it the the, um i don't want to say problem because i don't really like that word that's that's the core uh root cause of a lot of people's stress Mm. anxiety and inability to really effectively stay present and manage their time and get, get things done and, and make a lot of money. So do you like, just like sit down like 15 minutes and write on like on a notebook or do you have like, is it on your computer? What's your process? Yes. Thank you for that. You're actually reminding me of something I haven't done. (laughs) It's on my to-do list. Right. And that's the other thing is I'm, I'm learning to be mindful and be like, you know what? that doesn't have to get done today. It, it will get done, but I'm going to have a landing page created with this tool. It's a, it's a, it's a daily compass and guide. It's a document that I created um, 13 years ago, actually. And it's something that I've been using ever since. And when my clients use it, it changes their life almost immediately. Um, so I, I will make it free on my landing page, but it's, it's a, just a word document that I've been tweaking and editing and has um, again, I know you can't see it, but it has, you know, about 15, 20 minutes 
is sufficient to spend first thing in the morning filling it out. It has the whole day schedule. What are your personal goals? What are your professional goals? How are you going to take care of your mind, your body, and your spirit? It even has reflection questions at the end of the day to say, hey, Lois, hey, Jess, did you did you show up with kindness today? Did you get distracted? What What distracted you? And instead of beating yourself up about it, just saying, oh, yeah, I don't need to do that tomorrow. So then when you get up the next day, you have yesterday's result, right, on paper. And now I'm writing the new day, literally orchestrating my whole day. And it's been proven by many, many experts that what gets written down gets done. And when you reflect, someone told me this, Warren Buffett reflects like six hours a day. Wow. He reads and reflects. Now, granted, he's got true time freedom, <laughs> right? Um, but, but if you think about that, most people are just running, 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 running. They don't carve out that 30 minutes to reflect during the day and then 30 minutes maybe at night to reflect and say, how did I show up today? Yeah. They just go to bed, get up and do it again. And a lot of times they're, they're not feeling accomplished and it's because they're not measuring their results and getting clear about what's working and what's not working. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. It's about, you know, writing it down that, you know, and do you recommend a to-do list or that mostly the daily compass is kind of the, the guide? That's, that's the one that I use. I also have a daily prospecting sheet tool um, that I will also, um, if anybody wants it, they can email me because I don't have the landing pages done at the time of this recording, but I will have them done by the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I have my daily compass. I have my prospecting sheet. I don't really truly believe in to-do lists, although in the 12-week year, there's a journal that you can purchase. Um, there is actually kind of like a checklist mm. where you're like, did I get that done? Did I get that done? Circle of things you didn't get done and bring it over to the next day. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have that on this form, but that's where at the end of the day, I reflect on what didn't get done. And then I get out my next day's daily compass and guide and start filling out the things that are hot button items. Like, oh gosh, I didn't get it done. Again, not going to beat myself up about it just go and make sure it gets done the next day. So I don't, I don't have like a quote unquote to do list, but there's a lot of planners out there that do. I think people have to decide what's their best tool for me uh, to do list actually kind of stressed me out. Mm. Um, I'm, I, I have a big, you know, I'm a big fan of what um, Zig Ziglar said, you got to be before you do mm. before you have. And so that's why my daily compass technically isn't really a to-do list. It's a being list. Like, am I being authentic? Am I being true to myself? Am I getting done the things that I really, really want to get done? And the big rocks, right? Those are the most important things. Everything else is just extra or gravy on top of the mashed potatoes, so to speak. But that's, that's me. I think if, if you thrive and you're healthy with to-do lists and you don't get beating yourself up because, oh, I only got four things done today and I was supposed to do 10. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that game, that negative mindset that a lot of times we, we can have as humans, right? Yeah. And uh, another thing we talked about, and, and I always I kind of admire is all you have, uh, I call it income insurance, but basically you have multiple streams of income coming in. 
And could you tell kind of how you have that set up and the different, uh, you know, types of streams of, uh, of income and revenue generation you've been able to do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hopefully I can remember and to bring it all in here, but um, just first the mindset, like I was in real estate back in the, you know, in my twenties and that was just from year 2000 to 2007, I was crushing it. I had a mortgage company. I had three, I had three streams of income, but guess what? They were all attached to the real estate industry. Mm. Right. And I was homeless. I mean, I learned so much from that experience. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to ever just rely on one industry again. So I just wanted to share with you, I wanted to become recession proof. And guess what? Because the last 13 years, I was building different streams. Like I have my, my coffee stream of income. I have, you know, a travel technology stream of income. And then I started getting into affiliate marketing mm -hmm. just this year. Just this year, I saw all of my coaches who were affiliates of, of different products and services. So for those that don't know, affiliate marketing is essentially a referral partner commission. Almost like when I was in real estate, I could refer a transaction to another realtor in another state and I'd get a 25% referral fee. Mm -hmm. Affiliate income, however, though, is truly making money while you sleep. Like I, I back in real estate, I had to call a realtor, interview them, and then give them the referral. Mm -hmm. Here, for my resources page, it's a landing page on my website, lewiscofi.com forward slash resources. And that's where I have all of my best tools, email marketing tools, podcasting tools, live streaming tools, meditation tools. I mean, name it. I got my own products on there too. Um, but it's a one-stop shop for all things Lois online sales and marketing tools. Nice. And, and, and from there... In fact, I need to add your, I need to add your free, um, your free offer on there. So don't, don't forget. Cause I also love to recommend referral partners on there, but ultimately through that page, I send it out once a month, I get paid, you know, I update it. I make recommendations. Cause again, people, people trust me. I don't, I don't just do this to make money. Right. It's, it's about, I want to be of service, be of value. And um, as you know, like with now site marketing, that's one of my affiliates yep. as well through that and through all of the affiliates um i've i've made a five figure monthly referral affiliate income and there's affiliates out there who are crushing it they'll make two to three million a year just through affiliate income and i diversified you know with all of my streams so that no matter what's happening in the economy no matter what's happening in the world um my family will be recession proof and protected. And granted, it took me some time, but like I said, I just started doing affiliate income this year. And I've never made that much money as quickly um, because everything that's on that affiliate page that I have, people either need it or they want it to help increase their sales in their business. Wow, that's fantastic. Hey everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over $100,000 in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on Five Steps to Profit and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. And um, so tell us a little bit about um, the, the Now site um, you, you introduced me to and it's pretty cool. 
um, as far as, um, you know, a simple marketing tool for uh, the average uh, small business. Um, can you tell just a, maybe a couple seconds about, you know, what it is, what it does, that sort of thing? Yeah, thank you. It's a, it's a, it is pretty simple. Like I'm going to compare it to something and people might understand it better. It's like a ClickFunnels or a HubSpot or Infusionsoft only it's more affordable. It's an all-in-one digital marketing platform that has unlimited landing pages, unlimited lead capture, and it has social media marketing components. So it's easy and simple to do your sales and marketing, your, your digital, we'll call it digital marketing every day in just 10 minutes time. It's so simple that I have 80 year olds using it uh, because they, they need it. Like right now, not having some kind of digital marketing, CRM um, components, email marketing components. If you don't have that, I mean, it's, it's like you're, you're dehydrated, like it's water and oxygen to keep your business afloat and keep it going, keep you visible and credible because we can't meet face-to-face, belly-to-belly. Yeah. You know, I met you through BNI a year ago. I would have never dreamed that I'd be where I'm at right now because I didn't like email marketing. I didn't like landing pages. I thought they were too expensive. I didn't get it. Right. But because I quickly saw what my coaches had done to be successful. And then I found now site was the simplest, most affordable tool out there. And they are popping up like candy. There's a lot of companies. I just saw another one today and I wouldn't, I would not use a brand new tool. Now site's three years young. So it's worked out a lot of the kinks has text campaigns. I mean, it's, I could go on and on. I know you just said a a few seconds, but I I really believe that it's, it's a holistic approach for almost every single small business owner out there to help them be seen and heard and build their funnels and get their, their tribe following them because you and I are on LinkedIn, but you know, some people get their LinkedIn accounts shut down, right? Or you post all of this stuff on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those are my two sandboxes that I play in. But I don't see, I don't, I don't really ever see your stuff on LinkedIn unless you tag me. Mm. Right. Yeah. I've got 5,000 friends on Facebook, but guess what? I probably see the same 10 people stuff every day, right? The algorithms are really skewed. Mm -hmm. So get people offline into your own funnel get into email campaigns. And again, now site just happens to be the one that I like to refer people to. Fantastic. And uh, so tell me, uh, I'm going to um, talk about uh, a little bit more about revenue generation and maybe, well, maybe about affiliate marketing. Do you have any tips on, um, you know, maybe like the messaging when you're doing landing pages or anything like that, that can kind of help people maybe get a little bit better return. Cause I know a lot of people struggle with, you know, they just throw a affiliate page out there and nothing happens. And so there's obviously some, something to do with the messaging or something that they need to tweak and, and figured you'd probably have good insight on that. Yeah. And here's the good news. Like I, like I said, a year ago, I didn't have a landing page to save my life. And now I understand you need a free offer or a, they call them lead magnets. Um, You got to have, you know, probably a little bit about yourself, but not much. The rest is all pictures and filling people's pain points. Mm. Right. So if you know your ideal customers pain points and you simply keep them just very simple, like so simple, a fifth grader could understand it kind of conversation. And maybe 
Also, I like, I like video because everyone, either they, they like to read the copy, but some people like me, I'm so rapid. Like I prefer the visual and yeah. I'll watch a video way faster than I'll read, mm-hmm. you know, uh, an email or, or what have you. So it's, it's good to kind of consider your audience and capture two different learning styles. So I do, I love the video or even a podcast episode, just a short audio clip, even the basics and click here to get your free offer. Like I know you have a free offer yep. for LinkedIn, yep. um, you know, have that free offer and follow through with an email campaign and a drip campaign that delivers on that. And there's no reason you can't be monetizing that, that lead yeah. by the fifth email. Mm. Right. So if you do it right, that's what I teach. I have a 30 day um, fortunes in the follow-up lead generation class and how to do all this. But the, the landing page is like your digital business card and you don't, you don't vomit up on people with a digital business card, right? You keep it simple, but attractive. Mm-hmm. Fill their pain points. They come in and say, yeah, I want that. Here's my email address and sometimes even their phone number. Yeah. Like on my LinkedIn uh, mar- uh, marketing cheat sheet, um, it uh, we, I, I use a, a, a analogy pop, but basically, you know, you need to be polished. You need to have what opportunities you offer people and what problems you solve. And I think that's the same thing as it's kind of on your, uh, you know, landing pages is that solving the problem of the people. If you can solve that problem concisely, they're going to want to buy into whatever it is that uh, you're doing. I think so. hundred percent. And I forgot one more thing. Oh yeah. Um, if you have a testimonial and it doesn't even, it can be a video testimonial. It can be a, a headshot and a short blurb. I love, cause you know, facts tell social proof. story sell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. And that's, and that's one of the reasons why uh, LinkedIn has recommendations for as far as LinkedIn, you know, Google has Google reviews and, you know, all the other stuff, but it's about, uh, you know, it, you know, like on Amazon, if, if the product gets three stars, you, you're kind of like, do I want to even think about this product? You know, it's kind of, it really kind of gives you an idea of whether that's a value or not. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, and you know, that might seem like a lot, but if you, if you were to summarize it, you know, just basic pain points, maybe an audio or a visual testimonial or, or just a picture testimonial and what does the, the problem that's solved. And then a little bit about your bio. So people see that you're credible. Um, that's all you need on a landing page. Okay. And um, so this, uh, uh, this is a personal thing. So I'll ask you about my, my business is um, I have a couple lists that I kind of abandoned years ago. Is there a way to refresh, you know, kind of reestablish those relationships at all? Oh, that's a good question. How, how many people are in it? If I can ask that. Um, so, um, I think a couple thousand, maybe 4,000. Yep. What I would do is kind of like, I'm back, like do a little short video. Hey, this is what's up with Jess. This is what's been happening. Um, send the email to the list. Now, if, 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 if it's a, maybe it's in an Excel file, you have to re-import it. Um, you know, sometimes I, there's, there's different rules and philosophies about having the ability to ask them to opt in again. So I don't know if you need to have them opt in again or not. Do you okay. think you could probably send them an email? Yeah, I think I can. Um, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, just send them an email and say, "Hey, I'm back," and 
here's what I'm up to. And that's where you could maybe give them your landing page with your free offer. Like, Hey guys, here's a free gift for you. Um, sorry, I've been MIA, make it fun, make it personal. People love to see real people, especially in this pandemic, right? That's what I teach people too, is don't make it just another email. Um, make it personal and make it fun and use your personality to connect with people. Uh, I think that's, that's great. And if you wanted to have a separate opt-in and maybe say like, if you have a new program or a new book coming out, like, Hey, join this list to be alerted of, of these offerings. Don't just assume they want to get emails from you every single week. Um, But, but that, that's a good, a good option also. Okay. Thank you. That's great. And so tell me a little bit about your triathlete experience that uh, intrigues me. I, I'm, I'm, that, I'm very scared of something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I have, you know, having been uh, an athlete in high school, I was also an athlete in college and I have that personality. I just always want to challenge and test the limits of my body. Not so much anymore because motherhood and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've really been focusing more on creating that balance and enjoying my children while they're around. So I haven't done a triathlon in, in years, but I loved the, the running part of it. That was, I became a marathoner first. And as a, as a marathoner, I started being, you know, uh, connected and around these other people who did these things called triathlons. And, and funny enough, I actually got injured. I'll never forget it. Cause I was so, so disappointed. I was doing Boston marathons. I was super fast. I was like at the pinnacle of my quote unquote racing career. I was on a racing team mm-hmm. and I got injured. It was in the twin cities marathon actually back oh. in 2000. And I struggled off and on with plantar fasciitis in my feet. I did find a way to get rid of it. It it took me years. And in that time, I became a running coach to help others achieve their dreams. And then there was a lot of people who were doing swimming and biking. And so I started doing biking because swimming Mm -hmm. terrified me, to be honest with you. (laughs) So then I started doing century bike rides for cross training because of my running injury, I didn't really want to do marathons anymore at that time. I did, Mm. I did rebound obviously, because an Ironman is 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile by mile, sorry, 112 mile bike ride followed by, oh, you know, just a 26.2 marathon distance run slash walk slash crawl, depending on how you're doing at that point. Right. So then I got into kind of becoming sort of like in love or addicted, whatever you want to call it with biking. And I thought, you know what, I just got one more thing to learn. So then I started going to these masters swim classes and I love learning new things. I love new challenges. So I saw it as a new challenge. And one of my, one of my friends who was introducing me to swimming with his master's swim team in St. Paul, he was like, Lois, have you ever thought about doing an Ironman? I was like, that sounds crazy. And it actually would have been, I think, three years later, after doing a lot of short distance um, triathlons, I decided to go all out and I hired coaches upon coaches to train me. Um, So if you hire coaches, I mean, that's why I do what I do. It doesn't have to be scary. You're not doing it alone. You have someone who can speak from experience, see the, the pitfalls or the, the potential injuries and the things that I didn't really have when I got injured as a runner. So I had a personal trainer. I did all the different, the right things to complete 
my first Ironman and then I went on and did a second one. Um, and then I, I was going to try to do another one when motherhood hit and it's, it's a, it's kind of a full-time job. It's, it's, it's basically a 30 hour training week. If you want to prevent injury and if you want to compete at a reasonable level. And of course, being an overachiever, I I wanted to compete, (laughs) not just start and finish, you know? Wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, for me, I, uh, back in high school, I was pole vaulting and, uh, and so, you know, you run up there, you sprint, you put plant the pole and then it bends and you flip up, whatever. So we were at a meet, we were at a meet and, um, this kid, right. There was the the guy right before me goes up and comes straight down and lands his head on the, on the pit part where the metal uh, thing is where you put the pole and then the ambulance came and everything and whatever. And after that, I couldn't jump for, I mean, I, I just was done. I couldn't, my brain couldn't get over the fact that my head could land on the, you know, on the cement right there mm. before I went over the mat and, and that messed me up. So I never actually got back into that. I played other sports and tennis and some other sports and stuff uh, pretty actively. But uh, for some reason, I, right after that, I just, it was a mental block. So I, um, I'm not gonna, I don't want to go back and pull vault now at this point in my life anyway. So, but, but yeah, that was kind of a, um, uh, 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 I could, but it's amazing what your brain can do to thwart, uh, future success in something. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, I, I had to hire a subconscious mind coach this mm-hmm. year to help me overcome a lot of fears and stinking thinking that I mm-hmm. had because of all of this, this new normal, right. This pandemic, I mean, yeah. it's radically different than where we were a year ago. Right. And so, I had to remove some blocks and, and that's what you're saying is not at all abnormal. I mean, um, that that's like, I'm not doing triathlons now and who knows if I'll do them in the future, but if I had had a major accident, like I've had friends, you know, unfortunately, uh, get hit by a car while on their bike and killed or severely injured. I was on the bike and I got like small minor run-ins with cars and people, believe it or not, oh, wow. um, where I ended up, you know, getting um, thrown, you know, and, and being in car accidents with Thanks. on my bike. So it takes a lot of desire and belief. Do it again, for sure. But it for me, it helped me, I think, prepare. One of my favorite quotes is discipline your disappointments and never give up. Um, Jim Rohn coined the discipline your disappointments part. So if it's meant to be, you could go back to it if you really, really wanted to and had the belief and the desire to do it. But no, I, I got, I got other things in life now. I'd, I'd rather do. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's all right though. So, well, um, it is time to wrap it up. Um, if you could again, tell everybody where to find you and maybe, uh, um, if you want to, uh, throw out a couple of your affiliates that people might be interested in, that's great too. Yeah, sure. For sure. Um, just simply go to loiskofi.com to connect with me. You know, you can subscribe to my podcast and, and check that out and become a part of my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. That's a, a great place to find me. Um, the, the free gift that I'd like to give to everyone is, is my right now my, my signature lead magnet, right? We talked about landing pages and lead magnets. And normally, 
it's a, it's an evergreen course. It's a three hour course on how to build an email list and essentially do it the right way and start to monetize it. So it's normally really good, it's, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's $37 normally, but if anyone on your show hears this episode and they go to listbuildwithlois.com and they enter in the promo code, which I'll, I'll give you to put in the show notes as well, is the promo code is just simply list build, all caps. So they can have that. And anybody that, that hears this will have that opportunity. Otherwise they, they'd be spending $37. So that's my, that's my gift to you. Fantastic. Well, thank you. And uh, everybody listening, thank you. This has been a great episode and thank you uh, uh, Lois for being on the show today. And um, make sure you like and subscribe and uh, share and all that fun stuff. And we'll see you on the next show. Thanks everybody. Thanks guys.